0: Oh yeah! faster LSU! I said they ain't ready for the LSU, no they ain't ready for the LSU, huh? They ain't ready for the LSU, no they ain't ready for the LSU, Best in the league. If you looking for talent, LSU going hard, but we beat Alabama, then we going out to Florida. Drown the gators. Everybody getting bucked when we step in the state. I'm an LSU anthem. You know it's a hit. You don't know another rapper 2 step like this. See me screaming out the window, yelling purple and gold. I'm an LSU fan, girl. You know how we roll now. Back, back and back it on up. Hey, back, back and back it on up. Hey, back, back and back it on up. Hey, back, back and back it on up.
1: We are live.
0: Where the ring at? Where the ring's at? (laughs) Uh, If you can't can't see me right now and you're watching on the audio clip, (laughs) I have a natty ring on my finger. And I'm doing the, you can't see see me.
1: Can't see me. Don't
0: do that. Don't do that.
1: All right, you got to do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. We'll get into it, of course, obviously. um, Damn. Wow. That – Twitter kind of exploded on that. I mean –
0: Ruined what was a great night.
1: Way more than I thought it was going to be. Absolutely. I I mean, totally ruined uh, what was an amazing time for the LSU Tigers. Absolutely. Um, but lots to talk about, a lot of good things to talk about. We don't have to talk about, uh, uh, the negative for too long. We will, we will talk about it because obviously everybody's going to want to talk about that. And they're going to talk about it for a while now. And they already have been talking about it, uh, at exhaust. Like, I mean, we, I think it's been exhausted at this point, but we got to give our opinions. And I, I think that's, I think, I think we should. Um, but let's talk about the good first. I mean, I mean, let's talk about the good. Your 2023 women's basketball team, second year under Kim Mulkey, are national champions. what, a chance, what an, baby. I mean, what an accomplishment. Year two. Year two. I, Zach, I don't know how, I, I don't know if anybody understands like the level, I, I mean, how hard that is. I mean, it's just unheard of. I mean, Kim Mulkey, no question, is on the Mount Rushmore of women's college basketball. I I mean, she has solidified herself as an absolute legend. You you are a three-time national champion at Baylor, and then in two years you come to LSU, who had won nine seasons before you got there, and you are now national champions. Zach. Nine wins. Nine. You took a nine-win team, and in two years, you're national champions. Kim Mulkey, Kim Mulkey is the most talented coach you have in your entire athletic program. And I mean that. I mean, big statement. You, you, she's got four titles yeah, under her
0: belt. Obviously, she, Clearly
1: the most accomplished. I, I think she's the best coach you have in your athletic program, uh, and that's saying something. I mean, that's really saying something with who we have at LSU. For sure. Um sure. You get the best of the best at LSU, and national championships are the expectation, and Kim Mulkey is the person to deliver. And, Zach, I've been searching for the clip. I've been searching for the clip. <laughs> I cannot find the clip. I'm going to have to find it eventually. But, I mean, they can believe me or, or not. I mean, that's fine. Maybe some of them heard it whenever we recorded it. I, I don't know. We might have can,
0: it on a short. We might have it on a short. You may have to go through the short.
1: I went through some of the shorts. I, I couldn't find any in the shorts, but I need to go through some more. I know I, have, no, I haven't gone through all of them. But um, I said that Kim Mulkey would bring the next national championship to LSU.
0: I can. I can be a witness.
1: Don't I mean
0: It'd say it. don't
1: call me a prophet, but <laughs> but um yeah, I, I had full confidence in that guess. I, I mean I had full confidence. I don't even know I don't even know if I would call it a guess. I would I would say it was an educated guess. Um and I don't feel like it was that much of a reach. And here we are talking about a national championship team. Um I mean, wow, what a season. And Zach, what a what a coach to I mean, she's she's done it three other times, and you saw how emotional and how much it meant to her. Yeah, and it's her fourth time doing it. She's doing it for her home state, and and, and she's doing it for Louisiana, and, and she's doing it for a school she loves, a school her son played for. I mean, it's amazing, and and, and she she is amazing. I, I mean, you can't say anything. Uh, uh, more about Kim Mulkey other than she, she is a legend um, and, and she will be in the history books of women's college basketball uh, uh, for ages to come. And when you talk about all time greats in women's college basketball, you must mention Kim Mulkey's name. I, I mean, she, she freaking won a national championship as a player at Louisiana tech. I, I mean, come on. The chicks got four, ti- five titles in, in her name. Like, I just, she she was a competitor on the court when she played, and Dad Cummett, she's a competitor as a coach. I, I mean, there's none like her, and, and I, I know all of this has nothing to do with the game from an analysis standpoint, but holy smokes, Kim yeah. Mulkey, two years ago, shows up on campus, looks up into the rafters of the women's of 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 the P excuse me and says, man, Final Four, Final Four, Final Four, but none of these say national championship, and that's why I'm here. And, boy, she made good on that promise. There's a lot of coaches that say that. There's a lot of coaches that want to do that when they say that, and they mean it. But Kim Mulkey is the one who did it. And, I I mean, she's amazing, Zach. I, I mean, that's all I can really say
0: about her. She's the only coach to do it with two different teams. Only coach.
1: I mean, she's she's up there with Gino and Pat Summit. There, there's no yeah. question about it. But she doesn't no have really the hard
0: amount hard. of national titles that they do. Um, but considering especially this last one with LSU, how she did it as quickly as she did it. Absolutely. And to do it with a completely different team, um, wow. It, it, dude, amazing. And I gotta be honest, I I mean, I knew LSU. You know, obviously, got kind of the luck of the draw with the bracket, and you know, I, I felt really confident once they got a great Iowa draw. because a great draw. It was a great draw. Um, they stuck you, so you, you got, got a better draw. matchup. You got a better <laughs> matchup in the national championship. But I got to be honest, I, you know, I didn't think LSU would would have, you know, the depth to be able to compete Shit. in that game. And that, man, did they prove me wrong. And I'm so excited and so happy that they did because, goodness gracious, I mean, we can get into it now.
1: 102 but, points.
0: 102 points. Reagan, they were saying, we. I said, I said myself the last podcast that they would have mm. to score 75 to 85 points in order to win the game. Be in it, probably.
1: It's probably be in it. Be uh, yeah. in it.
0: To be in it, and that is the that is the exact case because Iowa scored 85. Yep. You did what you did on yep. defense, and th- that team scored 85. And that would have put you in it. 75 to 85 would have barely put you in it. I mean, you yep. have had to hit the the highest mark that we had predicted in order to just tie. Yep. And there were people that, you know, the analysts pregame were saying, you know, they got to hold Iowa to under 60.
1: It 60-0. didn't matter.
0: It didn't matter because this team <laughs> was shooting in a way that they had not done all, all season. All the year. bench came out and played a way that they had not all season. It was wow. absolutely phenomenal. Blew my mind the way that they were shooting the ball. It just blew my mind. So Reagan, I guess we can I guess we can get into it. You know, first quarter. I got nervous at the beginning because they had three really quick turnovers. And, you know, Flauja Johnson, a freshman, she makes a couple mistakes, turns the ball over, and Caitlin Caitlin Clark comes down and she shoots one from 30-plus and drains it. Steph range. Steph range. She is a phenomenal basketball player. Incredible. If she has any space, it is going in. Do not doubt it. It is going in the basket. If she has the slightest bit of space and she takes the shot, it's going in like it's in the 90th percentile, like that, that, that shot's going in. It is insane. Her range and her accuracy and her ability to consistently make shots from outside of the perimeter. It is phenomenal. So, I got nervous. I got nervous early, as I'm sure you did, and I'm sure as a lot of LSU fans did, you know, they were probably beginning to to wonder, you know, okay, here it is. You know, here's where we get beat. Uh, this girl is going to own us. And in 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 certain ways, she did. I mean, she scored 30 points, but she was averaging over 30, near 40 points a game. We 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 talked about it at nauseum. You would just you you you're not going to hold her down. You just have to limit her in some way. In some way, you have to limit her, and we'll. I mean, obviously, we we discussed this, and it was all over social media. Look, the officiating was horrible. It was bad. It was bad. Both sides it was bad for both teams. And I'll start off by saying, Caitlin Clark did not deserve that technical foul. She did not deserve that technical foul at all. It was a very soft technical foul call. There was a lot of soft calls uh, in the paint against LSU and Iowa. Just a really bad game. And I'll I'll say this. Part of the reason that you had bad officiating is what affected the overall outcome of this game. If you don't have bad officiating, and it it kind of affected it for, for both teams. It, it, it did affect it for both teams. Angel Reese had to had to sit, Angel Reese and Alexis Morris and Kateri Pool, your three oh, starters, like three of your order. best players, they had to go and sit on the bench because of the officiating. They're the two bigs for Iowa. Um, forgive me, for out there, Warnock and Sinano. They both had to sit early because of foul trouble because of the horrible officiating. The difference in the game was how did both teams handle the officiating? How did both teams handle officiating? And for Iowa, and for Iowa, it hurt them. It hurt them because they're they're two bigs weren't able to affect the game. Uh, like they they could have done uh, if like they were doing in the first quarter earlier yeah. in the first quarter, Cesano C- C- however you pr- pronounce her name, she was having a really good first quarter. Warnock had uh, had a three point had a three pointer I believe in the first quarter or maybe it was second quarter I can't remember exactly. Don't quote me on that, but Warnock could have had a lot better game. She only had nine. But because of foul trouble, they had to sit. Because Kaylin Clark was in foul trouble, she had to sit. I guarantee you, she's not. She's not sitting at all in the championship game if she doesn't get in foul trouble. But she had to sit five minutes because, and that affected the game. And unfortunately for Iowa, it affected it. They handled it negatively. They weren't able to. To be as effective down in the paint, Kaylin Clark wasn't able to score as much. You know, if she's in the game five or minutes, she's going to score more points. But because she wasn't in the game five of the minutes, she couldn't score. So for Iowa, unfortunately, they took that circumstance and they weren't able to get over that hump uh, of the terrible officiating. Vice versa, LSU was. In fact, LSU dominated getting over that hump uh, (laughs) because of the horrible officiating. The horrible officiating. Gave the opportunity for Jasmine Carson to do what she did in the first half. And that Unreal. was the story of the first half. Unreal. A player that only scored 11 points in the entire <laughs> tournament before the national championship, a player that in the previous three games had done nothing, literally zero points in the previous three games prior to the national championship. She comes out, and not only does she affect the game, but she. Takes over the game. I mean, it was the, it went from the Caitlin Clark show to the Jasmine Carson show. That's Absolutely. what happened in the first half. She goes five of five from downtown. She goes seven of seven from the field. Insane. Insane. Dude, Reagan, the heat changes. on those days. It was unreal. just one of those days where everything was going right everything, for in. Everything was going right. Flaje Johnson, she has a couple turnovers. She gets a wide-open three in the corner, buries it. How many times have we seen LSU miss a wide-open three in the corner? Yeah. A lot. Yeah. How bad was LSU at shooting the three-point shot this entire tournament? Horrible. Reagan, you shot 65%. Yeah. You shot nearly 65% from the three-point range. You were 11 of 17. Jasmine really Carson – in the first half, goes five for five from Poa.
1: deep. A, A,
0: A, Poa. Poa. Put two, Poa in. two for two from deep. The bench came in, and they dominated. They did what the bench had not done at all the entire season. They came in, and they completely dominated. Jasmine Carson gives you 22. Uh, last year, Poa gives you six. Samaya Smith didn't affect the game as much, but she gave you, she gave you two she gave you offensive she gave you an offensive rebound she gave you two defensive rebounds i mean she had the block i mean they came in and they gave you extremely valuable minutes whenever you needed them the most
1: yeah and
0: because they did that that won the game that yeah. won the game listen i i we're going to rave about alexis morris and i'm going to let you rave about i'm going to let you take that i'm going to let you rave about Alexis Morris and rave about the job that Angel Reese and the starters did and LaDaisy went. I'm going to let you rave about that. But listen, this game was won in the first half. It was won in the first half because of what your bench did in the first half. Now, it was finished off by the starters in the second half and the job that they did and the phenomenal job that they did. But this game was won in the first half because of the job that your bench did.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think Ladesia didn't get into to foul trouble uh, as early as as Angel and and, Le- and Alexis did, and she stayed out there with Poa and and uh, yeah. Jasmine Carson, and she had an incredible game, put up over twenty points. I, I think it was her most complete game of the entire season. Um, Zach, I-, I mean, you just, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Your 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 bench came in and, and gave you an incredible lift, a lift like none other. Um, the entire season, and it, it was you're like everything right. they
0: put up was falling. I mean, like how many times were you? Right, I don't know how many times you said it, and you can, you can. Tell, but I can't tell you how many times I was like, "What is happening? What that's, is happening right now?"
1: That's what they're was, hitting
0: everything. Yeah, I was in utter shock. I was go, yeah. I was going nuts. Mom and dad had they were trying to get a nap in, you know, a good old sunny nap in. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mom and Dad, I couldn't do it. I was going berserk because LSU was doing something that they had not done <laughs> – they had not watched at all. I watched every single game this season, Reagan. LSU ne- bench, they never did that. They did no. never were that clutch. Well, you never I scored that many ever.
1: points. Uh, well, I mean, you did score that many points early in the season. But against an opponent like this? No. Absolutely no. not. And you, you break the record for most points in a national championship game. We I mean, it was unreal. And a half. It, it was unreal most points in and, and a half I mean analysts are saying you got you gotta hold Iowa to like 60 points or less which is number one I feel like it's a knock on lSU because they had almost scored 80 points in the last two games Correct. um and, and to say that lSU had to hold them 60 points or less to win I, I feel like was was ridiculous I, I mean a horrendous take from the analyst uh, um, to begin with but homie they put up 59 points. In the first half, so you can take that, you can take that analyst and throw it in the trash because we got a whole new ball game, and you're up 17. And and I don't want people to say, oh, the the refs uh, uh, took this game away from Iowa. No, it, it was evil. it was 18 19 on total fouls, and Caitlin Clark was in the game the entire time. Jasmine Carson was snapping off That's the correct. entire time, yeah. so you you can't say that 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 they affected the game in, in that way because it was on both sides. Iowa
0: took more free throws. It was only one exactly. more. But they, they took 21 free throws. LSU took 20. And they had a better percentage at the free throw line.
1: Yeah, and, and you had an opportunity on, on the technical foul. You had an opportunity to get four a a, a at a – A
0: six-point, potentially seven-point. Potentially
1: seven-point, yeah, turnaround, but you you only have two free throws out of it. And, and, and so you, you can't say officiating hand on the game. I mean, you had a seven-point potential there, and you got two out of it. And, Zach, so I will kind of go to the bat for the referees a little bit there. Um, I, I don't think the technical foul should have been called. I, I mean, I will say that. Um, but the, the referees were asked after the game, you know, what in the world happened with that. Yeah. Um, so something the broadcast did not know, something the broadcast the uh, um, was not told, is that Iowa had been warned for delay of game already for throwing the ball. Um, And in the rule book, you are to immediately give the ball after a shot is made to an official um, or find the closest official. Um, And if you discard the ball without doing so, it's considered a delay of game. And they had already done that, and they had already been warned. So when Caitlin Clark grabbed the ball and, I mean – I mean, she was, let, let's be honest. She was frustrated. She was frustrated. I, I don't think it was, I don't think it was a, 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 like, she lashed out. Like, I don't think she lashed out in any way. But you could tell it was a frustration move. Sure. And they had already been warned. And the referees see in her frustration, she takes the ball and chunks it out of bounds. Not chunks, may not, it may not even be the best word, but like tosses it out of bounds. Yeah. And, and so th- they had already warned the matter, them. Like, let's go. They had already warned them, so they called the technical foul. So so it wasn't just like that came out of the blue. So I I'd still disagree with the call. I think it was a little soft, which the referees were calling, I mean, every every nitpicking thing, uh, the whole game. So it really, I mean, honestly, if you want to say it, Zach, they were consistent with how they were calling the game. So I mean, as frustrating as that was, and as as I mean, as fans, you would love to see them play more and allow them to play more I mean you can't say they were inconsistent because they were pretty consistent they just called a very tight game it was too the, the game was called too tight um now I don't like that like they they were comparing the 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 broadcast folks were comparing Angel Reese and Suzano's like elbow calls and they were not the same they were no, not they the weren't. same. So when, when Angel Reese even hit her,
0: her elbow doesn't come up.
1: Her elbow doesn't come up, and the girl, if you want, which the, the, the folks on the broadcast never saw it, and it frustrated the life out of me that they continued to talk about it and say, well, because Angel Reese did this and they didn't call it, they're not going to call this. And they said that, like, over and over. But they never showed the replay again. If you watch the replay of when Angel Reese did it, she goes up and the girl gets too close and she catches Angel's shoulder. She doesn't catch an elbow. Angel is going up and she catches the shoulder as she goes up on her because she's all up on her and the shoulder hits her in the mouth and that's why she falls back. It wasn't an elbow. But when you see Cezanos, bro, how many stinking times did she elevate that elbow and turn with it? She did it like four or five times. Like it was her move. She would post up, Caitlin would dish it in, and she would hit the elbow move. I mean, she did it over and over. Like when you clearly see that chicken arm go out and throw an elbow to turn into a player and get a shot up, eventually you got to stink and call it. I mean, she did it four or five times and they never called just it. Squared her in the chest. Yes. It, it, she, she did it to Angel, too. She did it to both of Ladesia and Angel, but anyways, I the officiating was way too tight, um, and and that really irritated me. Um, but the the bench comes in, do, does what they need to do to really, I mean, dominate this game. That was the difference. Is I was bench could not keep up with what LSU's bench was doing. Caitlin Clark couldn't keep up with keep up with what LSU's bench was doing uh, in the first half. Pull up 59 points, go to the half with a 17-point lead, and then the starters get back in the game and they do what they need to do to close the game out. Zach, four of your five starters are in double digits and you had a, a player come off the bench and put up 22. Um, the one in, starter who in didn't –
0: comparison, tra- to cut you off quickly. Yeah, go ahead. LSU's bench put up 30. Their bench put up eight.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, you, you were the deeper team and, and, and I think we talked about this a little bit. They lean heavily, heavily on their starting five and LSU has some players on their bench and we knew it that can do, can, can have success. We knew at times Jasmine Carson could pop off. We knew at times Samaya Smith could pop off. We, We, so, and then they come in and they do it. And you, when you needed it to happen, it happened. I mean, when you needed it most in a national championship, they did it. And Alexis Morris didn't have that great of a first half because she was sat out. Um, and, and she comes out into the second half and balls out. Balls out. I, I mean, Alexis could not be stopped. She could no. not be stopped.
0: Her mid-range, it, it was automatic.
1: Uh, automatic. Angel Reese gets her double-double again and breaks the NCAA record for double-doubles while she's at it. I mean, it was a phenomenal performance from top to bottom. It was an incredible performance from the bench, and it was absolutely what you had to have in this game. And I, I cannot stress that enough. It, it just it blows my mind. Like, Kim Mulkey knows she she's got to have an offensive output in this game. And she puts her trust in these players to go in off the bench and do what they need to do to win this game. And they step up to the plate and they do it. I mean, that speaks to the personality of this team, the character of this team, the talent of this team. Um, And and they're champions because of it. They are national champions because of it. it was a whole team effort. You had five players in double-digit figures. You had... Three players with twenty points or more.
0: And huge shout out to Jasmine Carson. A, a Memphian. She is from she Memphis, is Tennessee. From
1: Whitehaven, absolutely. She is. So I I in her I, final game. In her final game, absolutely. Um which I was kind of shocked she got all tournament team. When I saw that, I was like, eh. I mean, she got she I, like like she had the one game and that was amazing. But I was like, oh,
0: she, she had two.
1: So I but I, well I'm not gonna knock her. I'm not gonna knock her. I'm not gonna say here and knock her because what she did was absolutely amazing. But I, like all yeah. tournament, I was kind of shocked. Um
0: I was that that is pretty shocking, I'm not gonna
1: lie. So they get it done though, Zach. They're national champions, a hundred and two points. I mean, I cannot even believe that 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 we're talking about that right now. I mean, yeah. the reason analysts were saying, Oh, they've got to hold them to 60 or less is because LSU struggled offensively. They struggled offensively.
0: Great defense, not not good offense.
1: Correct. And LSU lived off the boards and in the paint. You lived off of it. Correct. And South Carolina was such a dangerous matchup because they were better at the boards and they were better in the paint. And when you take that away from LSU, you handicap them because their three-point shooting had been so atrocious. Well... With the matchup with Iowa, you are better in the paint. You're better on the boards. And then they shoot lights out from three. You shoot 65% for three. It was a recipe for a dominant victory, and that's exactly what you got. Um, and and it, it was amazing. I I, I am so thoroughly impressed, and I, it feels so vindicating because I, I I have no idea who this podcast is or, or, or where it is or what the name is. But I've been seeing on TikTok this same podcast pop up on my thing, and they were playing little video clips on TikTok of their thing. And two times this girl said she was not impressed with LSU. She was not impressed with LSU whatsoever and that they were going to get beat. Well, they went and beat Virginia Tech. And the guy says, well, now what? They're in the national championship. They just beat a number one seed in Virginia Tech. What do you have to say now? And she says, I'm going to double down. I'm going to double down. I'm still not impressed with them. And Caitlin Clark is going to shoot the lights out. And they're going to lose this. Well, uh, boy, does that. What go is off. your
0: excuse now? Yeah, that? you better you be gonna impressed now. Down? You are going to triple down now?
1: You going to triple down? I mean, homie, homies went up and put up the 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 best offensive performance in national championship history, and you're impressed now. I mean, you you absolutely are impressed. Look, Zach, you had to re- recognize that Caitlin Clark was going to get hers, like. Like every time she shot and it went in, like you, of course you were like, Oh my gosh. Right. But like, I was never upset. Like, cause that's just how it was. Like there was times when, when Alexis Morris, there was absolutely nothing more. She could have done like nothing more. And Caitlin just hits the shot. Like you, you, you can't, I don't know if there's ever a shooter like her ever again or ever will be because there was times when she was wide open and she would hit it. And then there was times when you could not contest a shot any better and she hit it. Um, She's a phenomenal player. She's one of the greatest players to ever play women's college basketball. And I am so pleased with how LSU handled things offensively to be able to overcome this game because the reality is – Offensively going into this game, you definitely were the underdog. And sure. 102 points, you 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 put that to bed. You put it to bed. So uh your national champs, second year yes. of Kim Mulkey, and she came and accomplished exactly what she said she was going to. And what's and it feels amazing.
0: What's really scary, Reagan, is they might be better next year.
1: Yeah, you have the number one player in the nation who who's like redshirting this year.
0: And the like number on, on your
1: bench. And you have the number one player in the country in this class coming in next year as well. Who
0: was the number one player who am I missing, Reagan? Who was the uh, number one player in the past this past year that redshirted?
1: Well, I am I'm, I'm assuming she redshirted cuz she didn't play all year, but it's Aaliyah Williams.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, Aaliyah Williams is coming in, correct?
1: No, Aliyah Williams been on the team. No, Michaela Williams. M- Michaela Williams been on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me let me go double check that. The um,
0: Michaela, Michaela Williams is the number one recruit coming in.
1: Well, we have the number one recruit in the nation on our team now, I'm pretty sure. I think, I think because we have the number one class right two this years in upcoming, a row
0: coming this upcoming season, like, but the, I think it was back the to back coming in. I, I, I don't know, you could be right, but I either way, regardless the job that Kim Mulkey is doing is going to sustain itself because yeah. with her recruiting um, and what you just did with the talent that you had, you now even more so set yourself up to continue this train for this yeah. train to keep rolling. Um, Angel Reese is coming back. Kateri pool is coming back. Yeah. Um, Flaugé Johnson is coming back. Samaya Smith is coming back. Yeah. Uh, last-tier Poa is going to be coming back. I mean, and then you have the number one recruit in the country coming in, the number seven recruit in the country coming in to help you get some more boards uh, to help replace LaDaisio Williams. Uh, Michaela Wo- Michaela Williams is coming in to help replace Alexis Morris. Um, yeah. This this train is going to continue to roll. Um, they're going to continue to pe- compete. Um, for national championships and final.
1: Four. It, it was it was Alisa Williams that I was thinking of, so I was getting her confused. I was getting her confused. Get Alisa Williams is on the team now. She's a freshman, and I was getting her confused with Michaela Williams, right? Yeah, Michaela Williams yeah. is the
0: one coming in this this next season. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I, I, Ro, Ro,
0: Rosiaro or Rose, yeah, Rose? yeah,
1: Rosiaro I,
0: I, Rosiaro, however you pronounce
1: yeah. it. Yes, I mean an amazing class coming in and by the way they were i think they were all in attendance for the game um so man it it's going to get better and it's and it's going to continue to thrive kim mulkey i think it is going to get more she's going to have more yeah. um she did it at baylor she's definitely going to do it at lsu so more to come more to come zach so i guess we need to talk about it for sure i could, I, I could care less to talk about it honestly but we need to talk about it. Um, the angel Reese thing at the end of the game, the, you can't see me, uh, uh, uh gesture with the, also her pointing to her ring finger with Caitlin Clark. Um, so for me, um, I feel like all in all, it has taken away from what the girls did. Um, And I'm not upset with Angel Reese about it. I'm just talking about in the whole scope of everything with the media and all this, like, I feel like that has gotten more attention than what LSU did, than what Angel Reese did in the game, than what Kim Mulkey accomplished, than what Alexis Morris accomplished, than what Jasmine Carson accomplished. LaDaisio Williams scoring 20. Like, I feel like it overshadowed, is, is, is overshadowing what happened, and that's what irritates me the most about it but also like the clear double standards that are present, um, that frustrates me as well. You cannot, you absolutely cannot watch Angel Reese do it and begin to absolutely lambast her on social media. I, I mean, slander her. To the highest degree, I, I mean, some of these people are, are saying some things that are absolutely despicable. So they're saying things that they would never, ever, ever, ever say to anyone in person, never. They would never say it unless they were behind a keyboard. And, I I mean, you cannot do that after Caitlin Clark has been doing it the entire tournament, Zach. Uh, I right. mean, that's my thought on it. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, do I think it was necessary, Zach here? Do I think it was necessary? I don't think it was necessary. I would have been fine with her. Like I'm fine with the competitiveness. And we talked about this, Zach, you know, we, Angel has done this a few times throughout the season with her dances, with her, you know, competitive, like, like, man, every time it happens, just about every men's sports game, like football game, baseball game, basketball game like it happens and everybody's like you know it's competitiveness they love the sport they're passionate and like there's been a few girls do it this year within women's basketball and people haven't liked it and one of those have been angel reese and she's got backlash for it and we've talked about how like why not like, do you not want to bring more attention to the sport to let them be passionate about the sport that they're playing at, right. at, at the highest Division One level to express how they're feeling in the moment? Like, I don't know about you, Zach, but if I was that good at something, like, I, like, I would be celebrating and doing stuff too. Like, sure. every time LSU men's baseball hits a home run, what do they do when they come home plate? They hit the Tommy White every time. The whole bench does it, and everybody thinks it's awesome. Everybody thinks it's cool. I think it's cool. When Gavin Dugas hits the two-run home run to take the lead against Tennessee game one of the series, and they come to the plate and they all hit the folded arm, like it's lit up in in the box, and everybody freaking loves it. Yeah. But then Angel Reese – or somebody else in women's basketball does it and it's not okay. But in this case, with Caitlin Clark, she had been doing it all tournament. <coughs> and you know, the, the video clip has gone around of when Angel Reese did it and when Caitlin Clark did it. I, I mean, I've probably seen it a hundred times. And I've been look, I watched the, the, the Louisville game. <coughs> I watched the game Louisville, Iowa. Yes, I did. Too. And there's been people who have been saying that Caitlin Clark wasn't doing it at somebody like Angel Reese was. Um, you clearly did not watch it then.
0: Yeah, correct. She was she doing it to it. Haley Van Lith. Yes, yes. She was doing it to Haley Van Lith.
1: And the, the video clip that's been going around doesn't show the full video because if you if you if you see the full video clip, Haley Van Lith walks into the shot. Just seconds after she does it. Correct. And she also, Caitlin Clark also told Haley Van Lith in the game because they were talking trash back and forth, and the camera catches her saying, you're down 15 points. Shut up. Yep. And then in the South Carolina game, everybody saw her wave off. uh, uh, Is it Leah or Zia? Cook.
0: I don't, I don't, but she waved off. It's, the, cook. it's cook.
1: I know it's cook. I, I can't remember her first name, but she waved her off.
0: I mean, that, that, that's just
1: disrespectful.
0: Yeah.
1: Like you are in game. You are in the game. You are literally in the middle of a possession and the chick is wide open from the three and Kaylin Clark hits her with this. Like, and everybody says, Oh, she's competitive. And, and, bro two different games i saw her hit hit the this she's yeah. hitting this and she's coming to the crowd and she's holding her hands up like like what now what else can i do and she's praised for it correct like do you not think she was I mean, she targeted that that clearly the wave off was was targeted at at the at the player clearly the the i can't you can't see me was targeted at haley van liff like, every girl that went back and forth with her, she did it to them.
0: And, and, and Angel Reese was to just returning the favor. That's targeting the opponent's fans. I,
1: and you can't just say she's competitive. It, it's amazing. You know, she's, she's you know, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. Like, she's competitive. She's passionate. And then as soon as Angel Reese does it, she's classless. She's, she's unsportsmanlike. She's whatever. Like, it is such a double standard, and people who cannot see that are absolutely ignorantly blind. Um, do, Do I think it was necessary? No, I don't think it was necessary. I don't think you have to go to a player and do that. But LSU made it very clear before the game that they felt like, She had disrespected South Carolina.
0: A fellow SEC team.
1: They felt like she had done done a fellow SEC team wrong and that she had been disrespectful. So they let you know before the game. They let you know. And when you decide, look, do, do I think it crosses the line a little bit? I think it does. I think it crossed the line a little bit with Angel Reese. But I also think that Caitlin Clark cross, crossed the line.
0: Correct.
1: So when you cross the line, you open yourself up to ridicule. When you step into that that area, you open yourself up for someone to do it back to you. Correct. So when Angel Reese does it back, like you should you not be up, like which yeah. which I think Caitlin Clark handled it well. I think the whole media like. People in media personalities and social media is really where it went disarray. Like like Caitlin Clark, I don't think, handled it bad. But yeah. the double standard of what people have been saying is, is very evident. It's just you cannot say she's classless and unsportsmanlike when, and praise Caitlin Clark when she does it. I think they need to be welcome, to be competitive, to be passionate. I think you can you can cross a line and be cocky and arrogant, and I think it did get there. But when you're to that point, you have opened yourself up to that criticism and you have opened yourself up to someone responding in that way. And that's exactly what Angel Reese did. And LSU told them. LSU told media about that before the game. So it was well known. It was well known.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, as you mentioned, and I'll hit on this a little bit more, I mean, a lot of the things you said I agree with. Um, You know, could she have done it, you know, better and maybe not as followed around her as much. Sure. Sure. But I mean, we're getting really picky at that point. I mean, right. The issue does not lie with the fact that she did it. The issue lies with the reaction uh that it, that it garnered. The reaction that it garnered was not near uh and it shouldn't have garnered any reaction. Uh it, the only reaction it should have garnered was man, she's you know in the same way that Caitlin Clark has been competitive and has, you know, tr- trash talked, you know, Angel Reese is doing the same thing. Another thing we gotta, we gotta realize is this is a 20 year old girl who just, had One of the, <laughs> who just had the biggest moment happen in her entire life. Emotions are high. Every, every, the everything is amped up yeah. and, yeah. Could she have done? You know, could she have chosen instead of instead of you know trash talking? Could she have chosen to go over and se- begin to sell? Maybe the LSU teams?
1: fans. Maybe LSU fans.
0: Maybe, th- yeah, she could have. But also, th- that's not Angel Reese. Angel Reese. We know that she is who she is, and Correct. she wants to be who she is, and she wants to embrace who she is, and she likes to talk. She likes to talk. And that's fine. Look, she talks
1: about that with her brother all the time. That her and her brother did that all the time growing up.
0: That's who she is. And guess what? That's okay. She is a twenty-year-old girl who just won the biggest thing of her entire life to this point. Me and you, Reagan, we can get on a basketball court today and go and play. You know, a game in a gym somewhere with all of our friends, and we can be absolutely nauseating to each other. And guess what? It's not going to garner any attention whatsoever. No. Media-wise. It is not going to garner any attention. The reason this garnered attention was because it was on a nationally televised broadcast. And people who are ignorant and stupid and people that are classless themselves took it and ran with it. We have grown men, grown adult men, Keith Alberman saying, what an effing idiot towards a 20-year-old girl who is at the prime of her life enjoying what she just accomplished. We have Dave Pornier saying that it was classless. You are a grown man. To Keith and to Dave, you are grown men who are criticizing and belittling a 20-year-old female that was celebrating and didn't celebrate how you liked it. I'm sorry. Get over yourself. Yeah. Get over yourself. And the issue with this, Reagan, and I'm not saying this is everybody. I'm not saying this is everybody. But there's people that looked at this and they took it completely the wrong way because, A, they are either racist B, they're either sexist. C, they're either both. Or D, they lost the bet. They (laughs) lost the bet. They put a lot of money on Iowa and they lost the bet. So, listen, that's, that's the reality of this situation. That is the reality of this situation, unfortunately, and that's unfortunately the world that we live in. Instead of being able to celebrate the great accomplishment that this team did, instead of being able to look at a team that on paper, did not stack up well to be able to go out and win a national championship. They're in year two of a rebuild, year two of a rebuild. Instead of being able to celebrate that, we've got people on Twitter, people on the media that are bashing and slandering and trying to belittle a player that was a part of that accomplishment. And it is honestly, it is, it is, it is, it's sad. It's sad to see. It's, it, it it's was upsetting disgusting. and it's extremely it frustrating. And I understand. Look, I understand I, I am LSU biased, but when you take when you take the LSU bias glasses off and you look at this just as a moral being, you know, as a believer uh, in Christ, as someone who believes in, in the moral laws and uh, of, of the Bible, who believes in believes in all of those things in scripture. It's All people wrong.
1: created in the image of God.
0: It, it's wrong. It is wrong the way yeah. that people have outlasted and bashed Angel Reese for something that she did. Again, could she have done it a better way? Yes. Yeah. Should we react the way that we did on social? Should people react the way that they did on social media towards her because of it? No. no. Worry about yourself. Worry about yourself first. Ah, uh, completely disappointing to see how it happened. But listen. Andrew Reese, don't stop being you. Continue to have that passion. Reagan, how many times did people, LSU, media, praise, praise players on the 2019 national championship team for the things that they did on the field that were considered trash talking? Oh, know, absolutely. We can to-
1: Bro, they they made grittying. Like a universal celebration, the twenty nineteen North yes. football team. Reagan,
0: Joe Burrow walked over to the Vanderbilt sideline in twenty nineteen and said, one, two, three, four. Five. I just put five hundred. I just put five hundred yards on y'all.
1: He hit Texas with the wave.
0: Texas, he's hitting with the pass. He hit Texas
1: wave. with the wave.
0: Justin Jefferson against Oklahoma. One, two, three, four. I just scored four touchdowns, on y'all. I just we loved it. We celebrated it. The Absolutely. national media celebrated it. And said, "Wow, look at the, um, how amazing this team is. How awesome they are!" Right? They ate it up. They labeled it as, "Man, they're confident. This is a confident team. They they know how to they know how to ride the line between confident and cocky." But when this they called call it swag.
1: They, they called it swag
0: it's swag but this happens and all we hear is classless classless thug ghetto unsportsmanlike fake champion that's all we hear that is a completely wrong way to view this situation it's comp- and it's it's honestly it is ignorant to take that stance it it, it honestly is
1: and and the dude, Dave Port, Portnoy, however you pronounce it, Pornada, his name, Porn, is
0: you want the
1: CEO, the CEO of a company that How is known for that. He is allowed to be so vulgar towards a 20 year old girl, Keith Olbermann, to be so vulgar openly yeah. towards a girl like that is is is. Beyond, beyond absurd. Look, did she – if she went too far, then two wrongs don't make a right. You don't make it better by dropping the F-bomb or, or calling her a POS. Yeah. That doesn't make it better. That makes it worse. Correct. Like, the common sense went, went way out the dome on those two guys. Like – I, I will never understand how that's okay. I will never understand how that's okay.
0: Well, both both of these girls, Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, both of these girls are phenomenal women's basketball player. Caitlin Clark sure. might go down as the greatest women's basketball player ever. Ar- she arguably Mo- she most points in a
1: tournament ever.
0: Mo- I mean, she is above and beyond so much of women's basketball players like she is just she is the steph curry of women's basketball and angel reese angel reese you know and they're completely different i know i see people out here they're comparing them like you know oh you know because of what happened you know oh well angel reese she's not even as good She only scored 15 bro she's a different player he owns the ncaa record for double doubles in a season and we got people on twitter saying not even good and I had to comment under that Reagan. Hey, there's a reason why your comment got 8 likes and there's a reason why ours got over 1300 and <laughs> continuing to rise, right? Because one is stupid and just false and one is a fact based on stats, based yeah. on actual physical evidence, right? But they're not in the same player. Kalen Clark's a guard. Angel Reese is a is a is a big they're not the same player, and we're out here comparing them because you're up. You're upset because of Angel Reese's actions, and so then you decide to belittle them. You know we got media people on media belittling them. You know because of what she did, we got people just on Twitter and social media saying, "Oh, she's well, she's not even that good." Da, da, da. Okay, if you're gonna take that stance, you're just wrong. You're yeah. just wrong because y- you can't argue with facts. You can't argue with stats. Um, Angel Reese, and guess what? Angel Reese has got two more years. Angel Reese got hey. two more years in women's college basketball. Last
1: statement on this, because we do need to move forward and, and talk about the midweek. We also need to take a break. Um, but William Tate got asked about it, president oh, of the that. university. I
0: love it. I love it.
1: And he says, if you don't like it, then beat her. Then beat her. If you don't like it, then beat her. Hey, if you're beating her, she ain't doing that. No. If you beat her, that don't happen. It Can don't I happen. It
0: up. You gotta back it up. And Angel Reese. She backed and it up 34
1: double doubles on the season, 102 points in the national championship game. And she is the national champion. She
0: was out almost the entire second quarter.
1: And still put up a double double. Like she backed it up. She backed who it up. cares. Who cares if she did it? They're national champions. Let her celebrate a little bit. Jeez. Anyways, but I love President Tate's uh, uh Dr. Okay. Tate's uh response. He also said it, it's swag country here in LSU. I love it. Uh, So, anyways, uh, so tip of the cap to Dr. Tate uh, having the the girls back. All right, Zach, let's hit a quick break, uh, and then we'll come back and we'll talk briefly uh, about the midweek game uh, for the uh, baseball team tomorrow night. But your 2023 women's basketball team are national champions. Zach, first time you are a basketball champion, men's or or women's. It will be a day we will forever remember. All right, let's hit a quick break, and we'll talk about the midweek right after this. Five Star Hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram, at Saints Anthem, and at Twitter, at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise can't get any better than Sarah Klein-Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein-Stevens, attorney at law. I don't know if there's much analysis you can do on a midweek game. you probably see a shake uh,
0: up in the lineup just to see. Maybe, uh, maybe yeah, that. I
1: was about to say. That's what I like to see is, is guys get a few looks in, in the midweek. I also like to see who they throw in the midweek and, and how they do. Um yeah. so I'm pretty interested in in the pitching tomorrow night after Thatcher Heard, how that looks and how that plays out. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. You, I you, you I have any-
0: say, I, well, I want to say the one thing I'll say and then we can move on and, and wrap up the show. But yeah, absolutely. The, the one thing I will say is I, I like that he you know he didn't just go completely away from Thatcher hurt. He's like, hey, he had a rough outing. We're gonna plug him in on Tuesday night. We're going to yeah, immediately give him the opportunity to go out and try and, and figure out some fun. stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I love that. I love that. Um, Cause I think he needs it. He needs a little bit of confidence boost and you know, what's better than, you know, throwing him out there in a midweek where the competition isn't as good, work the mechanics out some uh, build some confidence and maybe that in, in return becomes, you know, where he's able to compete in the SEC again and be that Sunday guy again. I don't know. Um, but that's what I love about this decision that Jay Johnson has made to start him on Tuesday.
1: Look, Thatcher Hurd's going to keep starting. You need him to be successful, uh, uh, to be good this year. Um, I mean, to be really solid from a starting pitching standpoint, you need Thatcher Hurd to be solid. You need Thatcher Hurd to be who he was at UCLA last year. He's just got to I think he's got to do some more healing. I think – I mean it's a long process when you've had surgery to get back perfectly rounded out with your mechanics. It takes a long time. I mean that's why I, folks uh Javen Coleman had Tommy John's last year, and he's still not back. Like it takes a long time. Uh thankfully he's thrown bullpen by the way. He's been throwing some some breaking balls and been throwing them for strikes. His velocity is up to like 91, 92 last I heard. So really good news on on Javen Coleman too. It just takes a long time you're you're already doing something that your body is not naturally made to do when you're pitching. Yeah. Your, your arm is not supposed to, to sling like that. It's right. not made to do that. That's why we have elbow injuries all the time because you're not made to pitch that way. Right. I mean, you're not made to throw a ball in that way. So to have a back injury or an elbow injury or whatever, it's going to take some time to get the mechanics back because you're doing something your body's not supposed to do and you're coming back from an injury. So, Give him some time. Let him keep working his stuff out, and and maybe he'll be back in it. I think we take care of business tomorrow night, Zach, against Nickel State, and we look forward to a big-time series in Columbia against South Carolina. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, Make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, guys. It's been a great night here in the Tigers Avenue discussing an incredible uh, um, job by the women's basketball team in their national championship. Hats off to them and Kim Mulkey. Looking forward to some more baseball tomorrow night. Really hoping to see Thatcher Hurd bounce back. Uh, uh, Another little news. Uh, On the football front, uh, obviously spring football uh, is in full swing of things. We need to get some spring football updates for y'all here soon. Uh, But a recruiting update, uh, Aaron Bruel, 2024 recruit Aaron Bruel, is a five-star kicker according to Cole's Kicking. I know kickers, they really don't get into uh, uh, like recruiting sites like Rivals, 247, ESPN, On3. But Cole's Kicking is kind of your site. Uh, For kickers, he's the number two kicker in the country, Um, and and, uh, he's right out of the state of Louisiana. Um, He just committed to the LSU uh, Tigers this past week, so exciting pickup for the special teams. As all of you know as LSU fans, touchbacks is what we need after last season. We need a whole bunch of touchbacks. So if he can do 51 out of 52 touchbacks, he can come kick for LSU. So uh, uh, big-time pickup for the Tigers on the special team side of things. Pretty excited about that guy. Um, I think that's all we have for tonight here in the Tigers Avenue. We'll see you next time here in the Tigers Avenue. Five-star hero takes us out. Peace.